It's the Lakeland Sports Guys with Tom and Chris. We've got Stan Spivey in the house. Special guest today from the Greenwood men's basketball team will be joining us. We'll update you on that here in a little bit. Chris, good to see you back. You, you uh, filled out well after the Super Bowl party. That's good. Man, let me tell you, I'm asleep tonight. I won't even watch Raw tonight. I'm so full off my coon, rabbit, and squirrel. But I'm going to tell you, you get a wild game Super Bowl party, you've had one. That's what we do in the woods, baby. Now, you're, not, you're not from that way now. Yeah, I'm not, <laughs> no. You're not from no, that way. No. Would, I'm, I'm up there in the did you Midwest. Did you got... pizza wings, meatballs, stuff like that? Yeah. Did you have that yesterday for I years? did. Okay. Well, you had, you had what We're you like. Okay. <laughs> We're all good. Stan I got a yard bird. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> from there. But we Stan had a break from all the wedding festivities and everything uh, going that, on. So. Hey, leaving Wednesday to go back, so I will not be here Thursday or Monday. <laughs> <laughs> but what and a week- any, any donations would be gladly accepted. <laughs> what a weekend it was for sports with the Super Bowl going on. You had number one versus number uh, what number three, three in the country with the ladies basketball. That was uh, a fun one. You said you watched yeah. the whole thing. I got to watch the last uh, little bit of that. And then uh, we had all kinds of baseball here in the upstate uh, that was going on, particularly in around the Lakelands. Basketball, finally the, the brackets came out, so we can run down that a little bit as well uh, that's going on. The preseason soccer came out. Uh, Dixie's involved in all of that. So congrats to them. We'll update you on what's going on there. It was just a great weekend for sports all the way around. You, you enjoy it, Bo, because it's just that wind down period now. So we got one of my friends at, at, at Twin Peaks. It's baseball season now is what I heard today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, crap. Well, somebody spotted a Kuna with a new with a Braves jersey on. So okay, well there you go. Everybody's in Braves town or happy. That's, that's good about that. The yeah. problem with that is keeping a Kuna keep, healthy. Yeah. Keep him healthy. Definitely got to keep so. him healthy. Got to keep going. But uh, I want to say uh, hello and a, a big welcome, Russ Gregg, the men's basketball coach at Greenwood High School, joining us. Coach, good to see you. Good to be here. Yeah, always a pleasure uh, when you get a chance to jump in. I know it's kind of last minute you had to come in, but um, uh, fantastic. That's on me. That's but, on me. But what a great season you guys have had in your first year. Well, you know, it's been a uh, it's been a very uh, learning learning season uh, for our guys. Just coming in, and uh, we've had we've played an unbelievable schedule. Uh, I was I was talking earlier. We've we've got two teams on our schedule that is not in the state tournament at some level. Um, we've lost 12 games to teams that are ranked in the top 10 in the state, neither 3A, 4A, or 5A. So, uh, you know, it's been tough, but you want to be playing your best basketball at the end of the season, and uh, we definitely feel like we're doing that. And, uh, you know, we get to go play a number one team in the state, North Augusta, who uh, we had the uh, privilege of playing in a Christmas tournament earlier this year. Uh, by the way, Coach Roberts was sick for that game, didn't make it. So I've told him he cannot be sick this time. But uh, it was uh, – it's, it's – uh, it's a good good experience for our young guys, um, you know, trying to build a program and, and get it going and uh, just just excited about it. That's a Wednesday-Thursday game. It's a Wednesday game. Okay, 7, seven o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. And just remember, anybody can beat anybody on any given night. Oh, I've been there. <laughs> been there. And we'd love to come back from North Augusta with a W. <laughs> we, we always want to go there and come back with it. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's no, go, it's, go, go ahead. ahead. No, you go ahead. All right. It's always going to be a packed house when you're down, when you're down there. We've seen uh, all the stories about how they just selling more tickets than they can actually afford to go in, in there. So a big environment to go along with all of that. Um, I don't think North Augusta actually plays in a near competitive conference as, say, you guys do here in the upstate, as well as maybe even down around the Columbia area with AC Flora and, and Ridgeview. Yeah, I mean, they uh, the, the thing about them this year is they've played a uh, – I would agree with you normally. This year they've played a lot of out-of-state teams and played in some big tournaments and stuff like that. And their head coach is actually an ex-college teammate of mine. So uh, we're, we're excited about that. I got to spend some time with him in, at Christmas when we played him up in Greenville in the poinsettia. And then he's got a son on the team that's a junior that can really shoot the basketball. And, uh, you know, they, they're 12 deep. And uh, that's what, you know, is uh, when we played him the first time, we jumped out on him 9-4 to four and I'm feeling great. And he takes the starters out and puts the bench in and – you know, I'm like, ooh, man, this is, you know, he's he's trying to prove a point here. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, next thing I know, it's, you know, 14 to 14. And, uh, you know, they just do have, they do have a lot of depth. But I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be good for our kids to go into this environment to learn from it, if, if anything, uh, because we want to be able to host those kind of games in the future. Well, and you are a young team, too. So yeah. this. Yeah, we this will bode well for the future. Right. We have uh, C.J. Terrell's a, a sophomore, about 6'5". 
Uh, has had a really good year for us. Jeremiah Brooks, uh, our shooting guard, uh, he's cooled off a little bit, but started out, you know, in the first game of the year, he had eight threes against Aiken. Um, so, you know, we, we feel good about those guys. Our JV team was very good this year. Um, we got some guys there. So we're just trying to trying to build this thing. And, you know, it takes time. It, it's it's you want to you want to be a one seed or a two seed so you can host a game, but you also have to go through those growing pains to to be able to get to that point. Well, we won't put any pressure on you, but we want you to be a one or two next year. Okay? <laughs> That's what I was going to ask you, Coach. Started out with your interview with you. Tell tell the Lakelands about Russ Craig. Um, high school, college. I yeah, I uh, I'm from Commerce, Georgia. I played for my dad in high school. Uh, I spent one year at Oterra Junior College in La Hunta, Colorado, and then I went to Southern Wesleyan University. Uh, played basketball at Southern Wesleyan. Realized uh, there's a lot of small guards out there was fortunate enough to be able to stay on and be a student assistant my last year and uh took that on to uh Anderson University when an up and coming young women's coach Kevin Pedersen asked me to be his assistant I said for one year uh that <laughs> turned into nine years so I was with Kevin three years at Anderson and six years at Lander and uh, decided to become a, a head coach at Erskine, and uh, tough pl- tough place. But uh, we had three consecutive winning seasons there. Uh, it was the most, the first time they had had three consecutive winning seasons uh, since the late 70s, early 80s. Uh, unfortunately, uh, my mom was diagnosed with ALS in 2017, and uh, I moved back home to Georgia where I went to high school. The job opened up where my dad coached for 30 years. And uh, I was able to uh, be the head coach there, took over a program that had won 10 games in three years. Uh, and, and we uh, got to the state tournament in my third year, I believe, third or fourth year. And then uh, last year we went to the Sweet 16 and just uh, I knew this job opened up. I had a lot of connections back here. And this was home, uh, you know, when you leave, you know, there's always where you grew up is home, but when you I lived here for 12 years and this became home, and uh, I wanted to try to get back here, and it worked out, and I was just thrilled to death to be here and just be at, be at Greenwood High, uh, Greenwood High. There's a lot of good things going on. Uh, our principal's awesome. Our AD's awesome. Mm-hmm. All the coaches are great, you know, um, and uh, the winning's going to come. You stole my thunder with that, by the way, because you have. Um we love Sparky and everything he's doing, and every coach that we interview or Tom interviews, uh, we're we're lucky to do the football too. But um, just that combination is—it's all about as a team effort. You work with with Coach Carter, JB. Baseballs all work together with different organizations um, and things like that. I get, getting back to North Augusta. My question is. We all, you and I follow CSRA crap all the time, and that's the way it is. Um, but <laughs> I'm a CSRA guy, man. I'll tell well, you no, what. No, it's all when good. I, when I worked with Kevin, we, we, we made a killing out of Augusta. And that's my thing. We were talking about, joking about the attendance for the games down there because what they're doing, whether it's legal or not, they're buying the tickets up. So if, if we go online and we get tickets for this game, there's no guarantee we're going in that gate. If they've already got their crowd already there. How how was that even? Uh, I guess I would say legal, but um, I guess you, you get away with what you can get away with. But and that's another reason I have my little dealings with them. But <laughs> speaking on Patterson, let me go ahead and get that out of the way because we always talk about yeah. coach. He felt like he should have went to Clemson or Amanda <laughs> Butler spot. I felt like he should have stayed. Um, coach uh, Patterson, listen, the beach is nice. Russ Greg staying in Greenwood, brother. Don't even call. <laughs> Don't even call. So Coach Patterson, this one's off limits, man. But no, nah, it's it's. Um, like I said, that's the one of the things when we started doing. It was different from Fox Sports Greenwood, which you, you started. You're the brain trust because we talked a lot. Now we're Lakeland Sports guys. We talk local, and, and that's another. It's tough for me because I still like to get out there and dance on the big stage with the NCAA and NFL and stuff like that. And he keeps me down with. Well, he, he keeps me doing Olympics and stuff like that. I don't know nothing about it. But anyway, what's Girl all? Sports, what's all? Like. Yeah, whatever it needs to be. Well, but, I tell you what, when when you you talk about. Kevin's doing a great job at Coastal this year, and I actually spoke to him the other night. And uh, but you look at the South Carolina LSU game when we started in women's basketball in 2002 together. Who would have ever thought that there would be 18,000 people at a basketball women's basketball game in the state of South Carolina? And I mean, it's just a testament to to Dawn Staley and what she's done for that program. And you know, I'm a Clemson guy, I, I know, but uh, but it's great to. Uh, it's great for what she's done, and, and, hey, we all watched it. I mean, you know, 
uh, years ago, nobody would watch women's basketball hardly unless Tennessee was playing Stanford. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's and now they have their own day. I mean, Sunday's women's basketball. Mm-hmm. Thursday night, it's a lot of women's basketball, and it's uh, I've enjoyed watching it myself. I watched three games yesterday. I watched Indiana upset Iowa, and Indiana's number two now behind South Carolina. So that's my favorite player to watch, by the way, the Clark girl from <laughs> oh, yeah, Iowa. Oh yeah, yeah, Kayla Clark. Yeah, she she's good. She she's solid. But, like I said, it's you're right because, I mean, we wanted to go to that game, yeah. and it's a sellout. Yeah. I mean, how many of the – they can't get – the poor guys can't sell out a, a game in, up there, and it's, it's it's a rough start. But you know what, Coach? There's your Tiger guy, by the way. We're getting caught. But there's your <laughs> Tiger okay. But uh, we were talking about Lamont Paris a lot on here about how hard it is coming in as a new coach. So you definitely got to feel for what he's going through in Columbia. And it, it's almost like he always keeps me calm and patient about, you know, it's – it's a process, it you know, and, and it's like I told Coach uh, Carter the other day. What y'all are doing at Greenwood is called a culture, and you're building it to reach kids. And the reason that I, – and I even text, when he put that out, Coach Carter's been our number one guy as far as advertising because he put us out that he was going to be on our show. And I, I think I put on there, Coach Greg, you're next. Right. <laughs> just, just teasing you. You didn't know how to hit you that soon. But um, you're building – You got what y'all are doing at Greenwood is you're reaching players. Because I remember when Chris first came in, to the radio station after he got the job. He was talking about how hard it is to reach these kids nowadays. Y'all are learning ways to do it, whether it's through dancing Coach Carter or whatever it has to be. you got to reach the kids because it's the only way they're going to get to what they need to be in school. If they don't have this upbringing, then it's not good. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I mean, one of the big things there is social media and, and cell phones. I mean, if you would have told me 10 years ago a kid would rather text and talk on the phone, I would have said, you know, I, I'm not going for that. Well, I've realized that that's the way to get to them. If you want to get through to them, text them, and they'll text you back, and we'll go from there. And that's that's a, a big tool. But you're right. You know, I, I was talking to another coaching, coaching friend of mine, and he said, Rush, you're coaching culture. And, you know, I was like, you know, you, you've, you've said that right. We're always coaching culture wherever you are. You know, it's a word that's used a lot these days. Um, but, you know, it doesn't matter the sport. It doesn't matter – you know uh, what you're doing you're coaching a lot of culture because kids they don't all they're not the same and so they're all coming from different backgrounds and that kind of stuff and you got to know how to relate to them and and that you know talking about coach Parrish you know it's it is hard to get the older kids to buy in because they've had somebody there for three two or three four years and it is harder so you got to work a little harder to try to get that done but what you're really doing by working harder on those guys is you're letting the younger guys see that and that way it becomes a staple that hey coach is always oh his phone's always on he's always his office is open anytime I need anything um, you know, and, and that's – to me, those are important things, uh, just building those relationships because I think that's what coaching's all about. Then you got Kylie Williams, who's a senior. He's got to be huge in leadership on that team. As yeah, well. well, he's actually not my only senior, but he's had a great role this year for our team. Uh, you know, he's a guy who averaged about five points a game last year. Uh, I'll never forget one day we were doing a shooting drill, and Coach Roberts said, you shot 22% from the three last year. And, you know, and I'm like, oh, God, Coach, well, we're trying to be confident here. But the good thing about that is Kylie's had an unbelievable year. He's averaging double figures. Uh, he has, uh, I think, 30 more assists than he does, does turnovers. And he's shooting about 35 from the three-point line. And just, uh, you know, he's a kid who has bought in 100% to what we're doing. And that's always good to see. And, uh you know, I just uh, just very impressed with him. You know, Donovan Bowles is a kid who started out really well for us and got hurt. Uh, he's missed a lot of a lot of the season. He he only played, I think, three league games for us. Um, and uh, Josiah, great kid, love Josiah. You know, he's a guy who he's a great football player, and not an offensive basketball player, but uh, but he really does a good job doing. You know, getting getting us where we need to get, and and uh, also um, Amari McGowan. A real athletic kid for us and helps us when we try to press. And my other senior would be um, J.B. Simmons, who went out for football this year as a senior, became the best wideout on the team. I wish he would have played football all four years because it really helped his confidence because he has some success out there. And I think that's when you're talking about, you know, I, I played it all. I was, I was a football player. People joke. I, I was a football player at Commerce. We're a big-time football school. Went right into basketball. Then I went right into baseball. And it can be done. I think now it is harder because there's so many outside things that go into it. Um, you know, kids have trainers, and their parents are trying to, you know, a lot of times they're playing to get college scholarships instead of just playing. I just played. It worked out, you know. 
Um, but I, I do feel like, uh, you know, here in Greenwood, we do have something special when it comes to our kids that do do multiple sports. Because uh, it's good. Hey, I enjoy going to the football games and pulling from our guys. You know, this year coming up, baseball, I've got um, – uh, Luke Godwin and Matt Murray. I mean, those guys are going to be starters at probably third and short for them and two of their better pitchers. You know, it gives me something to do to cheer for guys that I know have a relationship with besides the other guys that I've met that don't play basketball that, that I'm cheering for. But it's it makes it very special. And you, it's hard to get that at a 4A school. That's, I mean, there's a lot of kids, and I think it's special. Now, you see it at 96. You see it at Abbeville. Um, but we have that at Greenwood, and – you know, it's it's a thing that I, I think special. It's a testament to your coaches and your and your Sparky. To me. Right. But, but this year too, you're a first year coach, so you build in relationships with the team. But now, you go into baseball and football. All of a sudden, some of these sophomores and that may have thought about coming out for basketball. I don't know about this new coach coming in. I'll wait and see. All of a sudden. They get to know you. All of a sudden, I want to come play for that guy next year. And so, all of a sudden, this guy's coming out. Definitely. I and think that, that helps. It just, that's, that goes back to the culture that you're building. And it's no different than the other coaches up there in the same. We want to build a winning program. We're going to do it our way. We don't have to have a lot of rules. You just follow the few that we got. And we'll make you a better person. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and a lot of that comes back, too, is you see it all the time where a kid comes out and he might play. Well, he might not get an offer, but then all of a sudden somebody sees him playing AEU or playing, oh, okay, I'll give you a preferred walk-on. Yeah. And next thing you know, he's got a full scholarship and he's starting every game. Mm-hmm. As a freshman, yeah, you, you, just, you never know. That's you never know. That's definitely true. That's what you were talking about when you were talking about coaches and stuff. We had Coach Pickney on, who does the AA for Greenwood and some other places. Right. That's why North Augusta, as I told mm-hmm. y'all last week, in Growtown, that team power out of the AA ball team and girls and guys out of Augusta now because I follow them all the time. Um, that's why they're so good. Yeah. That's where they get the the chemistry, camaraderie to play together. And that's what I'm glad to see we're starting to have it here because uh, we've told Coach Pitney all the time, come on, man, you, if you're playing for state and national championships, we need to know about it. Right. We need to know where to go to watch it. Um, and, I, you know, that's, I think that's really good that everybody's working in together to be that one group. Yeah, it, ha- it has to be that way. Because I remember when I came up with Greenwood, you know how we always talk about Abbeville the same playbook in everything, no matter what age they do it. And you told me you were right because yeah. I asked somebody else. Greenwood did that back in the day. Back in the Coach day. Coach Babb had the same playbook in might league football over here yeah. at the Civic Center played it, and you ran that, and that's how you were as so powerful as you are in football. You're doing it different here, and I like that because now, you know, Chris already knows that line, I mean, because he played it. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's cool the way that, you you know, your first-year coach, and, and it's like Stan said, I can only imagine that all of Coach Carter's boys are just waiting to move up to be Coach Greg's boys. Yeah. And then for you – you were looking to see what Coach Carter's bringing in next. Yeah. And that's how that system works, and that's where they've done it well, all it, over. It's all about the teamwork. It's not about the the eye. It's about it's the it, team. Yeah. And the team's not just the varsity team. Well, that it's was the one JV thing. team, too. One thing with Coach Carter is, you know, he just has great relationships with those guys because he's known them for a long while. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that was huge for me when I was trying to find yeah. somebody to help. And uh, I've been very impressed with him and, and what he does. If The worst part is I don't have him on my game nights <laughs> because they play. And that's something that's been new for me because in Georgia, we play the same night at the same spot. And it's so easy. You know, you just coach the JV game and then, you know, you, you sit and then the boys' games played. And I wish we had that here because it does take away uh, from having two more eyes and, and some takes, ideas. Takes a coach away, you're yeah, right. Yeah, it does. So, you know uh, – you know, we, we were able to work at non-conference, but as soon as we got in the in the conference, there's no way around it. Hopefully they'll think about changing. I know some leagues have started playing the night before. Um, I would love for us maybe to, to look into that. It would help. It would definitely help us uh, from that standpoint. I like it, man. Like I said, I'm ready to go. Let's go. <laughs> well, that, that's just like when my son was at Greenwood and we were playing soccer and all, but when he was on the JV team and – you know, they would scrimmage the varsity team. Well, 
the varsity team was a good squad. Mm-hmm. But this little group of JVs all of a sudden beat them one day. Oh, wait a minute. We got to go to working harder now. Mm-hmm. The, it, it made the – okay, we understand what we're trying to do now. The little guys already got it. Right. Now we got to get on. We got to get on the same boat and start rowing at the same speed. Right. Well, the JV program is so important at a high yeah. school. You know, we didn't have a ninth grade team this year, and uh, I feel like, uh, you know, right now it's probably <coughs> – probably, we're probably doing the best we can mm-hmm. um, just because you you run into a situation where you – you need quality mm-hmm. over quantity when you're starting a program. Um, and we'll see, you know, going forward how we change that. But I'm just, I'm just excited to be here. And like I said, we're going to get this thing going. And, uh, you know, I, it's been – it's I've been places where it takes time. And I was just talking to Coach Pedersen about that at uh, – you know, down at Coastal, and he's like I said, he's probably he's probably went way above what everybody thought he was going to do in the first year because they're, you know, they're I think eleven and thirteen, and you know, but it does take time, and uh, that that's that's what makes it fun too. I mean, I'll be honest, it makes it fun because you can see the improvements. You know, like we lost a we. We played West Side the other night. They beat the living flip out of us. But the game, the time before that, they beat us by seven. Yeah. And I could see the improvement in that. Um, I could see Greenville beat us by 30 the first time, by six the second time. You know, Greenville's ranked third in the state and West Side's fifth in the state. And, you know, just from seeing that and then the start of the year, you know, what people don't know is we had – I had very little time with them this summer last year. May I, I think I worked them out maybe five or six days because it was – you know, it was so different trying to get hired in South Carolina when you got a Georgia teaching certificate. But uh, now that that's settled, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll have a full we'll have a full April for the guys not playing a, a spring sport where we can work uh, open period, and then we'll dive right into June and we'll go to some camps and uh, we'll have practices and we'll also uh, you know do a lot of stuff together to build that camaraderie. That it's very important when you deal with a lot of our guys do play football, mm-hmm. so. Our most, we don't have a lot of time before the first game to do a lot of stuff. So we're putting stuff in on the fly. Well, if you can put it in in June and they they can remember it, it's a lot easier. Or even if they don't remember it, it'll be familiar when well, they get it's there. It's all repetition, too. Yes. And, and just like shooting free throws. Okay, you got a guy that it's muscle memory, so we got to get him out. He might have to shoot 100. Right. Well, he goes and plays football where he comes. Okay. I remember this. This this is where I'm yep. supposed to do it. So yeah, it takes time, but it's uh, it's exciting. So we want to make sure everybody comes on out. Get your tickets. You can go to uh, GreenwoodAthletics.com. Get your tickets for the game Wednesday night that are down there. Get there early so that you can get in line <laughs> to get up. into the game. We want to fill it up and see. It'll be the, uh, it'll be packed down there. We we played Midland Valley back in the start of uh, January and it was packed down there. So <laughs> and they they like their basketball. That's, they do. They, they, are, do. they fill the gym. Well, they've got a winning team. Yeah. yeah. And they, they've always had a good winning so, team. Yeah. But like he said, Grovetown won a state championship last year in Georgia. They're 16-8 and eight this year, and they're probably – they played a national – basically a national schedule. Um, so, you know, that's just a, a hotbed of a, uh, area and always has been, been for years. And they have. And like I said, it starts from that AAU with that team power team that's been around for 20 years down there. The one thing I think you got going for you in this game is you're playing a playoff game on the road, but you're used to it. Yeah, we are. You've already played, like you said, number three, number five in the last couple of weeks. I mean, these guys are going to be ready. It's just a matter of getting that mindset going into that. They call it the nest, right? Down in mm-hmm. they care, do. Yellow jacket nest or whatever. Yeah. It is. We we going to swat that thing. Let's, <laughs> let's get that thing. I don't know what a nest looks like. It's ours is much better. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I know. I know our I'll, nest. I'll tell you. They uh, they uh, they have a like I said. I think it's an advantage that we played them uh, because. You know, we got to see the speed. And like I said, you know, it was, I was experimenting a lot early in the season with lineups and that kind of stuff. Um, so when I look at the video, I'm like, hey, you know, we're, we're – you know, why do we take that shot? We probably wouldn't do that now. We'd probably bring it back out, run something, instead of getting rushed because they're holding – they want to get you going fast. And they want you to take bad shots and they want you to take quick shots and they want you to turn it over. And if they do that, then they're winning. But if you can keep it under control, um, you know, you can you – can, you have a chance. And that's all, yeah. as a coach, that's all we ask is give us yeah. a chance. And, uh, you know, I'm excited about that. Don't give him too much now. Don't give him too much, Coach. 
We're gonna run, we're gonna run them to death. Yeah. So Wednesday night we're gonna run. Oh, them yeah, to death. we're gonna go crazy. <laughs> Good deal, Coach. Thanks so much. I know you gotta get back. Uh, practice yeah. is gonna begin here shortly, and you want to beat that traffic getting in. But thanks so much for coming out and yeah. joining us. And like I said, guys. I I've had a great staff this year between Coach Carter and Coach Roberts. They've been great. You know, to have a, a head college uh, Division two coach, a guy who's been at Division one level, you know, helping our kids. And you know, I'm, I'm hoping that our guys will realize how lucky they are and then to have coach carter there who's with them a lot when you're dealing with football and basketball it's just been a, a great experience and of course coach hudson and miss bird they do a great job and miss benjamin's a great principal <laughs> cool. well you just be you just be sure to, to to get all over coach roberts today oh i will tell him you had to pick up this slack Oh, I will no, definitely. He would not go to the podcast. <laughs> definitely. Maybe you can get. I tell you what. And I, you and can when get he comes him in, in here in the breakfast. I'll, I'll, I'll wear him out. Well, here's again. here's what you need to do when the NCAA tournament gets going. Get him in here because he can talk that oh, language. Oh. That's his thing. Yeah. And that'll be awesome to have him in here. A guy who knows those guys up close and personal, yeah. deals with the top names in the in the in the sport. Uh, could pull out yeah. his phone and and call. Well, I was going to say any of them. He went down to Myrtle Beach. Yeah. For one day. He came in here to eat break, said, You wanna ride with me? And I said, Coach, I I'd love to, but I got other things I just I got to do. And then he comes in when he gets back the next day and he's well see, he's got a picture with him standing there talking to Frank Martin in yep. the hall, you know. <laughs> and then well, let me show you this one and yep. yeah. I was like, Okay, next time he says go, I'm just gonna have to call off everything i got and go <laughs> it's 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 a good thing so but i appreciate you guys and yeah, appreciate man. you covering high school sports because these kids don't get enough recognition with the way that uh the way the world's set up with you know college and pro and all that good stuff Auburn goes the same like once the season's done tc's gonna bring his boys in you bring your boys in with them Let's do it one time thing. Chris we'll is going to learn how to dance. My, we'll I don't know if my guys can dance. They they, they can sing, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll let them it's sing. A okay, show. okay, so appreciate we're going to have them singing for the JV dance. Yeah, there we go. Hey, yeah, that'll work. That'll work. I'll tell them that. They'll now, be excited now, about that. Now we got to figure Take out care. if the head coach is going to be leading the singing. Lord, no. Head men's basketball coach for Greenwood High School, Russ Craig, joining us here today on the Lakeland Sports Thank Guys. You, so always a fun interview having uh, somebody from the Big G making their way in, talking with us, and we'll have more uh, hopefully here on Thursday as well uh, with the way our schedule's lining up right now. We may actually be a little further out in the Lakeland. So. Save that surprise for later. See it later, man. <laughs> yeah, you don't ever know what I'm going to do. So, like yeah. I said, it just hit me all of a sudden today. I well, well, hopefully we're talking about a big Greenwood high win. <laughs> oh, That's yeah. what I'm that hoping. Would be, yeah. That would be a earthquake going around the state of South Carolina if Greenwood goes down and beats North Augusta at the nest in North Augusta. That'll be that bus ride home instead of being oh, an hour be and 15 minutes. Those guys will think it was five-minute bus ride. Yeah, I've been in that gym, and it's not anything. It's not anything great by any means. You're right; our nest is better. But I love the fact that he's played these boys. Yeah. And the last two games they've played, they've improved on after blowout losses to Westside and yeah. Greenville earlier in the year. And I, I'm gonna tell you now, I'm not. I, I'm not ever gonna pick against Eagles anyway. But this is the game. I'm telling you, if he can get what he wants and he can slow that possession down and play a defensive and a half court game instead of a full court mm-hmm. running gun type. You know, UNLV-style mm-hmm. offense, they got a chance to win this game yep. in the end. Yeah. So, and he shoots free throws, by the way. You heard that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a look at the 4A bracket as of right now, of course, Greenville did win the region. Um, region 1, they get to host South Aiken in this one. Greer gets Indian Land, Catawba Ridge, uh, Riverside, and then North Augusta and Greenwood. That's the upper part of the upper state bracket. So, the winner of North Augusta, Greenville, Greenwood, is going to get Catawba Ridge and Riverside, and that one looks like probably more towards the Catawba Ridge side that is there. But West Side, uh, as we made mention, is the sixth seed in the upstate. They'll get Aiken in this one, and they could possibly face the winner of South Point and Wade Hampton, which would be huge. I'm going to tell you right now, Tom, there are a lot of Greenwood Eagles out now coming from Wednesday. I can tell you that. From Catawba Ridge to the rest of them, they don't want to play this North Augusta team. Even Greenville and, and Westside, they don't want to touch it. So we just need to go ahead and take care of business and get that win on Wednesday night or Wednesday afternoon whenever they play. So, Well, here again, this is a, and Coach Carter alluded to it. This is a North Augusta team that went right across the river and recruited a, a player from a state championship team the year before to come across the river and play for North Augusta. 
and that's nothing but recruitment. And these coaches here in the, at Greenwood are not going to do that. They're going to play with the hand that they're dealt because they know they can coach and they know they can get their program established and they will be a winner. They don't have to go out and. They buy didn't just wins. get a player. No. Stands right, but they got a stud. We talking about yeah. a kid averaging twenty five and, yeah. and like twelve or thirteen and rebound the game. They got a player, and I mean, like I said, that area is it's it's blowing up anyway. But like, the reason it happens in North Augusta is because it happens in the Georgia area, mm-hmm. Laney and all of those teams like that. And I mean, that down there is just legal. Who wherever your kids go to school, you can drive the gray bus by. Sorry, I took a shot at Greg. <laughs> uh, you just take the gray bus by and take him a meal in there and say, hey, come to my school. Yeah. That's how it's prevalent down on Broad Street and down in the in South Augusta area, North Augusta, because it's right there together. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, he didn't just get a player. That was a, that was being nice right there. They got a stud. That kid's good. And if you hadn't seen him play, it's definitely look for him on. You'll know who he is when yeah, you see him Wednesday. You see him. I'm no telling doubt. you. He's solid. All right, 3A boys playoff bracket uh, is out, and you've got uh, Chester from Emeralds region. They're going to be uh, going on the road. They get to take on Carolina. Clinton, number one in Emeralds region, gets to host Broom. And then you've got Emerald. They go on the road to take on the number one seed in the other region. That'll be in TR, Traveler's Rest. Double dogs. How is so, it yeah. that Greenwood drew two first-round number one seeds? I mean, yeah. What's that? Know, well, you take fourth yeah, well, uh, in yeah, your region, I mean, at least you're you going to go number one. At least you made the playoffs. I mean, that, that's a good start. And go along with that. Then taking a look at uh, uh, South Carolina High School League 2A boys. We've got a lot of teams from around the Lakelands that are going to be involved in all of this. The Saluda boys, uh, they are the number one seed. They get to host Batesburg Leesville. You also have um, Newberry going to be taking on uh, Greer Middle College. They got to go up to Spartanburg for that, or Greenville or Greer, wherever you want to call it. That's kind of in the mix of all of that uh, in the regards to it. And the Panthers of Abbeville, they're going to be at home, but they got a tough matchup with Fox Creek. But and that's another one of those it's, it's, CSRA teams right outside the line for North yeah. Augusta. It is, man. Mm-hmm. Just right over in the it's next right county. You know, we were talking to Coach Craig, yeah. and, and, you know, we've had Coach Craig's on before, and that's what's the most impressive to me about Emerald this year. He hadn't been able to focus on this team a whole lot because he's been worried about his health and getting himself right. His assistant coaches have done a wonderful, wonderful job, job, and they've been rewarded. And that's awesome to make the playoffs after yep. the adversity was thrown at them. And that's a testament to Coach, Coach Krugs as well and the rest of the coaches in Emerald. I mean, that's yeah. solid. All right, other games are going to take place on Thursday. You've got Dixie. Uh, they're going to be the three seed. They get to go to number two, C.A. Johnson. And to me, C.A. Johnson, they're kind of helter-skelter in football. Um, pretty good, though, in basketball. Oh, so yeah. this is going to be a tough sides, matchup. by the way. Women, yeah. girls, yeah. and guys, yeah. basketball. C.A. Johnson's the real yep. deal. Calhoun Falls, number one seed in Region 2. They're going to get the four seed out of Region 3. That's going to be Louisville. And uh, then you got, of course, St. Joe's out of that uh, Calhoun Falls region also going to be taking on North in that one. Where Shoals makes the playoffs as they're going to be going on the road to take on the number one seed in Great Falls. Here again. Yeah. There you go. At hey. least Coach Johnson has his boys in the playoffs and with a chance to win. And then you can't forget about the uh, uh, McCormick Chiefs. They're going to get to host uh, Macby in this one. And uh, anytime you can host that little one-horse town, it's out there. I'm serious. You go through Macby, it's, it's, you blink, you're, it's got – it's gone, um, but they, that's going to be a good matchup for them, and, and a lot of speed on Maxby's team. They love to run the ball up and down the court. And McCormick's just the opposite. They're polar opposite. They like to just play that half court and let a Ken Durant, Cam Durant do their thing, and the dancing Durants are all, you know, rolling. I think that's a game that McCormick can actually win there now. Yeah. They, they've had oh, yeah. a little bit of a difficulty, a difficult year this year, but uh, that's going to be a game I think they can play in, at least be competitive. Now, we look at the girls' side. Of course, Emerald, uh, they end up going undefeated in region play. Congrats to them. We may mention that last week. But they get to draw the Broom Centurions as the number four seed. So they'll get a home playoff game, and that will take place on uh, uh, Thursday night as well, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, the 16th is when that will take place. And that will be a fun one because the winner of that one it gets either Wren or Crescent, and Emerald's already played Crescent, I think, once already this year. So, home, field, um, home, home court advantage is so key this time of year. 
And they would get home court right. advantage up until the upper state championship. Right. And that's huge right there. That's we huge. we've seen that play out, especially in the ladies yeah. basketball high school basketball in the last couple of years anyway. So that, that home court draws big. Mm-hmm. So that's one we got, Stan, right there. Also for the ladies, uh, Clinton is the number three seed. They go on the road to TR uh, this coming Thursday night. Another so, double dog. Yeah, another double dog. Get to get the fun of the trying. bad load of devils. What about the uh, TR has just been around the last couple of years and everything, baseball to football. Now they're basketball hosting and stuff like well, that. Well, and they've so. bounced from from classification to classification, kind of like Abbeville has done region to region. They they haven't you know three A, four A, two A. I mean they bounced around. Quite a bit. Um, taking a look at the girls' 2A bracket as of right now. Uh, if you're running around our area, you got 96, the women there. They get to go on the road to take on Landrum. And Saluda is the number two seed. They get the number three seed in Pillion, but they get a home game as well. And you could see possibly 96 and Saluda. If they win this round and the next, uh, they could possibly be playing um, once again, in Saluda uh, for a right to go to the Upper State Championship. That Pillion Saluda game is going to be a pretty good basketball game on the ladies' side. Yep. It really is. And can't forget about the Bulldogs and Newberry. They get Blacksburg, the number one seed in all of this as well. Mm. Good luck to them. <laughs> yep. That's a fun. tough draw. And then in 1A, Calhoun Falls Charter, number one seed. They, they get to host C.A. Johnson in this one, and they'll get uh, home field advantage until – uh, the semis. Um, in that point, if High Point is High Point Academy is still that kind of nemesis that is up there, they'd have to go back up there to play once again. But um, looking forward to Calhoun Falls girls and seeing what they can do and where they're going to end up. Also, Dixie's girls, they get to go on the road. They'll go to Macby this time. Well, they get to make that trip yeah. for you. Talking about Tomato, yeah. I'll ask you both, you both a question. In the Sand Hills. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's out there. Um, we joke about home and away. Is it easier to take a team that's been number one or up at the top of their region all the way through and keep them, get them to keep the confidence and play at the level they're playing at, or is it easier to take an underdog team on the road and win a game? Which is easier? And which one do you think is easier? It, to me, it depends on the schedule you played. It's just like Coach was talking about. <clears throat> they probably played the toughest team uh, as far as their schedule goes. Out of everybody, they probably had a tougher schedule because of the amount of games they played on the road. They know what going into a hostile environment is going to be like. They're used to it. It's 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 nothing for them. It's probably weird when they come home, <laughs> you know. So um, that's what that's where I was kind of yeah. going with it. I, I think it's easier to be an underdog than it is to be a team that's twenty three and three, let's yeah. say, or. or Whatever and and hasn't been challenged all year to to well, be able to keep the focus up to win that game when you got really nothing. I mean, you got everything to lose because you're the top guy. Well, uh, and, and a prime example of that was the LSU coming into Carolina yesterday, number three in the nation, twenty three and zero, coming off of a big win at home against Tennessee. When they walked in to see LA and there was over eighteen thousand people, that they were shell shocked. And. It, mm-hmm. They never could get back from it. That crowd was loud too with the with the ladies. But we got to remember Calhoun Falls. Their star girl is like a sophomore. seventh, eighth grader, ninth She's a sophomore. grade. She's a sophomore. Yeah. Okay. She just, she's a sophomore. She, started when she was a seventh. She's breaking these right, yeah. breaking these records with yeah. points. She, yeah, I mean she just lightened it up. So. All right, uh, so that's the playoff schedule as of right now for both the boys and the girls uh, in the first round. We'll keep an eye on uh, the local teams and where they're going with that. also want to say congratulations to the uh, wrestling dual champions, state champions. Fort Mill won the 5A. Eastside won the 4A. You also have um, West Oak winning the 3A from the upstate, and then you have in the 2A, 1A, Liberty was the champion as they uh, ended up beating 96 for the right for that trophy that was there. But That was um, a tough fight, by the way. Yeah. And we will have some end individual yep it's not a, it's not this over. area i think they play they start this week i think they start like wednesday it? i think Is it i'll have I'm to look sure i'll have to get so a we, we hope to bring a few individual state championships out this wrestling and a big thing with lander well, in the conference yeah championship uh, undefeated so uh wrestling's the big re- here in the, the wrestlers here in the lakelands They've got a school they can go to that's got a winning program. 
And you know they're going to be watching. And they stay yeah. home. Yeah. That's the key. They stay See home. But yeah. we got some great wrestling programs, 96, mm-hmm. Greenwood. Uh, Abbeville in the past has had what Dixie had, what, the biggest turnout last year. They had a pretty good turnout again this year for it. So uh, we'll, we'll follow along, see where they end up, and we'll see yeah. where the championships end up as well. Um, who wins, uh, you know, the – the gold medal and and who goes down from there as far as some of those Olympic sports go. Because like I said, to me wrestling around here, you think of one guy, and then you look for the next guy at that school that's going to be that next guy, and they got him there now. I think I think Emerald's got a kid that's going to be another Gage Savanka. But um, I don't know why I think about wrestling. I think about Gage. I mean, I know we played football. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, he went well, what, four years undefeated, or yeah, had yeah. one or two match losses, and that's it. Four-time heavyweight state champion. I mean, that, that's a that's something to that's repeat. Big. That's big. Repeat that's big. and repeat again. <laughs> right. The wrestling's always big, big around yeah. here. It really has. I mean. So we'll keep an eye on all that and pass it along to you as best we can. Or you can call uh, and follow us along on Facebook as well. Just go to the Lakeland Sports Guys. Uh, on Twitter and also on Facebook, and we'll, we'll post you up there. And then that's the neat thing about our uh, Facebook page as of right now. We don't do it for the clicks. We do it so the other posts can have the clicks, yeah. which is a neat feature. Yeah. So give credit where credit is due uh, to those guys that are out there. Well, we're, hey, we're fortunate to have – we're in the Lakeland, and you got a lot of stuff going on here, and so – there's a lot to <laughs> it's a lot to keep up with, isn't it? A lot, a lot of quality programs, too. Yeah. So, yep. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, thank Howard Corley and his staff. Amber came out, and she didn't even – I didn't even have to say what I wanted this time around. She just said, uh, hot ham and cheese? <laughs> yes, ma'am. And uh, made sure my water glass was full and everything else. Uh, so great service you get here along with the great food at Howard's on Main and Uptown Greenwood. Make plans to come on by. If you're looking at catering, uh, they've got that as well. If you're looking for a place to host a party or get together, they've got a huge room that is upstairs that is available to rent as well and is reasonably priced. I got you another surprise coming in a minute, but anyway, we'll, we'll get take that when it comes time because we're going to walk right into that perfect timing. So. <laughs> Anyway, I ran into somebody yesterday. Me and Willie decided to make a little excursion, and we went to sports race. And I saw who all cheats on Howard on Sunday. <laughs> so they were having another party, and they were going in to get wings, and everybody had wings. I was like, where y'all going? <laughs> oh, we're having a little Howard Subo party at somebody's house. I was like, okay, thanks for the invite. But, anyway, <laughs> but yeah, I, I had, you know, we, we joke about it, and I, I told him, I think this is who I got coming in right here, uh, Coach Brownell has already told me that you're not going to another basketball game if you go to Chapel Hill and you lose. <laughs> Guess who I walked in? It walks in on me at Sports Break yesterday with a guy walking down the door right there called B Red. He walks into me and he goes, he just shakes his head, man. He said, but the reason I, I told him, I said, come on in, let's talk about this thing. The trip. I want him to explain to y'all what Chapel Hill that experience was to a Clemson Tiger guy. Not it was a loss, but just everything they saw. I didn't know, like, when you had a basketball game, I guess you should. but And I guess the campus does this, like Keenan Stadium's open, and mm-hmm. you walk through, and if you want to take pictures in the end zone, you do. And I'm like, what? <laughs> During basketball? There's nobody there watching. You know, Clemson, you would be because nobody can touch that rock. But, I mean, I, I just thought it was kind of weird, I guess, because we don't have that option yet. <laughs> if they just stretch that university. Well, I, I, think, I think Chapel Hill and Clemson and Carolina are a little bit different. Chapel is so compacted. The Dean Dome, you can probably walk out a door at the Dean Dome <laughs> and walk in the back door of Keenan, Keenan Stadium. Stadium. Yeah. You know, so. Keenan's a pretty neat now, stadium. Now, Clemson's pretty close. You just have to walk down the hill from Little John. I can roll that. I ain't got to walk it. I can roll that one. <laughs> so, we're good there. But, I mean, I, I just I, – I was wrong. I picked the Tigers. I didn't feel like it'd be a game, and it ended up being a blowout. Yeah, 20-point loss, you know, 91-71 the final. Yeah, Baycott had a huge game um, for them. You know, it, it, it's uh, pretty much Clemson uh, I don't think is on the bumble anymore. Uh, they're going to have to win the ACC tournament in order, I think, to get into the uh, big dance. Big dance. That's yeah. going How many games you got up. left? How many games do you have left? And who are they? Do you know? I'll have to look. I mean, I had everything but that, but <laughs> – you should have. I think it's three, four. But it's I not a lot. Yeah, they're, getting to, they're getting to the end of the season. So, but they were still ranked high enough, or they were situated high enough in the ACC. Hopefully, they can still get a good seed, a they high might, seed yeah. for the turn ACC tournament. Then, if they can win a couple of big ball games, I mean, here lately, you know. They lost to Miami. 
now this loss to North Carolina. That's the Miami game. Okay, toss-up game. I'm like you with this game at Chapel Hill. I felt like with the shooters that Clemson had, that this could be – it would be a tight ball game. But Clemson could come out ahead, you know, four to six-point game. Didn't happen. I I, th- I blame Brian L. for this, and I told the Tom Carroll before we went on there, Coach Brownell, when he was packing his suitcase, he forgot to reach over there and pick up that that says defense and put it in there. <laughs> well, here's the thing about it. He he played against a team that hadn't done anything all year. And then all of a sudden, and B-Rat's here now, and like I said, I'm going to get him. He, he was going to collect his thoughts for me, so we'll get him over here in a second. Because being at the game, you see a lot of things that you don't see on TV. And I didn't get a chance to watch this game. I followed this game per, like, internet and stuff. So I didn't get to actually watch the game. All I had to do was go on. I saw Baycott had a huge game. High percentage shots like he's been getting. They fell this time. Uh-huh. They actually shot the ball pretty well in this game. And I don't know if it was a lack of playing defense. It was a lack of the fact that they hit their shots that they haven't been hitting. All of a sudden, the game to watch now is tonight or tomorrow night, Miami at North Carolina. Yeah. is the game, and they go to Chapel Hill, so we'll see what Larry Nagy can do there. That's how you kind of compare apples to apples because, you know, that I felt like the Clemson game, Miami game, that was a game at home you should have won yeah. and you kind of needed to win, and it didn't happen. But now you're going to see Miami go against a North Carolina team, and I I don't care where they play it. It's at Chapel Hill, and B-Rad's going to tell me how great a place that is. I'm ready for you, brother. Come on. Got the headphones and everything. You're ready. Oh, you got it. Come on. I don't need but five minutes of your time. Like I said, I wouldn't have asked you for this, but Brandell called me about it. He said he want to know about that B-Rad fella keep coming to the games and they lose. But anyway, this is the legendary B-Rad whose bartender keeps the cold beer at Twin Peaks. I told you I'd get him, and here he is. Uh, tell us about your trip, man. It was a great time. Uh, beautiful campus. Um, everything looks so good up there. As for the game, <laughs> not so much. Uh, we went cold like we normally do. We'll we'll take we'll have good shots, but they go cold and they can't make shots in a row. And North Carolina was just on fire. And they yeah. haven't been. That's what we were talking about. Yeah. The other thing was is that every time yeah. Clemson started making a comeback, they would hit and drain a three that would just break that streak, and then all of a sudden they go down again. Go down again. And once it got out of control in the second half, there was nothing we could do to come back. Leaky Black is a kid that I've lost a lot of respect for in the deal with the North Carolina State game, and I feel like he should have been suspended. ACC commission, I'm telling you, he should have been suspended for what he did to the NC State guy. He played in the game and he had a hot game. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm not saying you take that one player away, but, I mean, that's all this team's needing is to come together at the end to allow a North Carolina team that may be in a a better spot than North Carolina is or Clemson is and making a tournament maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, I know your overall goal, B-Rad, is to dance. Yes, we have to make we have to make the big tournament. But to me, being a being a gamecock, but I think NIT would be fine for this team. Um, I know for me, it's disappointing because I know I've got the confidence in Brownell. Don't ask me why. I like this guy's coaching style, man. I really do, and I'm a gamecock. Um, I think this is a team that can do a lot. Um, but like you said, it was like he just played him at the wrong time. This game was at Clemson. I don't think it's close. I mean, that's hard to say because what I will say that environment in the Dean, Dean Smith Center was electric. I mean, they didn't let up. Anytime they made a shot, anytime we got a chance to try to cut the lead, they got loud, and it was just – it was hard to play in. And I couldn't imagine what the guys were going through trying to play in all that noise. And it See, was almost what, deafening. That, and we've been saying that all along. We, we, even midway through the season – Clemson fans, y'all need to get out and start putting 8,000 or whatever little John a hole, put them in there. So these guys get to play in front of that kind of noise so when they do go to the Dean Dome, they're not in awe of it. Well, I'm going to tell you this about the Dean Dome. It it was designed with kind of an acoustic – Yeah, when you look at it, it's it's not a square building. No, not at all. (laughs) Not at all. And it's got angles and things, and the sound bounces around, and it's designed for that home crowd. Yeah. Well, being a Gamecock, I believe in chicken curse. Do you believe in the Chapel Hill curse for Clemson coaches? I do right now. I mean, (laughs) mean, the streak is still alive. It's still alive. I'm stunned by that. And this year, I mean, I I, I really thought that – Clemson had the team this year with the shooters that they had. If they were healthy going in, 
that they actually had a legitimate chance of winning this ball game. I knew it would. I figured it would be a lot close. Yeah. You know, a real close. That was game. what surprised me. But yeah. you know, to, I, I never expected a twenty-point blowout. I, as down as North Carolina has been all year, and, and for Clemson just to come out as flat as they can, was this game bigger than what Clemson imagined it to be? I would yeah. for Clemson it was. I think uh, that may have played a, a fact just like with the LSU game. I think that game was bigger than the LSU girls anticipated. They thought we can come in here, play our game the way we normally do. And we walk out here with a win. It didn't happen. We'll get we'll get the girls in a minute because I got a whole different concept about Kim Mulkey. Kim Mulkey (laughs) left a number one Baylor women's basketball team to come to to come to LSU to compete with Dawn every year. That's the reason she took that job, and the only reason. So what is she now? Zero and three. Something like that. Kim Mulkey might should have stayed at Baylor and have that championship game every year, that team every year. So it's interesting. But be rad. Glad you're home, brother. Safe trip. We want to talk about the. uh, Let's see. I know you went to Keenan Stadium first time going to Keenan. I did. Yes. Was your impression of it smaller than you thought it? It's a lot smaller inside (laughs) (laughs) than you would think it was, but. That's me coming from Death Valley, you know, yeah. eighty thousand plus NC every Saturday. Wallace Wade at Duke's really yeah. small. NC State's really small to me. Fifty, sixty thousand. Yeah, I mean yeah. Memorial Stadium at Death Valley is pretty good size for ACC. I mean, it's like wait, wait, he's got a beautiful stadium on their campus. But like I said, I know you had a good trip. Great trip. And, and you always, like I said, I mean, the one thing you do do is you show us what you're doing. You take us with you, and I appreciate that. Yes, sir. And like I said, when I ran to you yesterday, I, I wasn't looking for you yesterday. And then when I saw you, I said, I got to get him now. Well, I'm glad you <laughs> So he kind of avoided me for a minute, and he's like, oh, crap. <laughs> he, he was kind of like Clyde was. He didn't want to talk to yeah, you. He Clyde, wanted to change the subject. He's already gone now. Yeah, he, <laughs> we had the headset out for him, too, but he got chicken and left. But I know you got to get busy. you got to yes. get that cold. I yes, was at Twin Peaks today, and they asked about I said knock on wood he's coming in and like I said while I was at Twin Peaks today we net I networked these phones were going crazy and tablets I had coach Greg that I got in a matter of an hour and he came in I knew what time you were coming in I'd already talked to you about it yesterday appreciate you getting your thoughts together it ain't hard it's no, just a, it's just a headset not at all it's just like me and you talking I mean it, it didn't want people to make it out to be I mean it's not that big yes. of a deal but some people get shy around them but anyway um like Did I you said, have good seats, or were you in the rafters? We were in the rafters. <laughs> However, there's really not a bad, bad seat, seat in that house. They put you in the rafters. But we were in the rafters. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good crowd? I mean, when the Clemson sh- – were there like any fans? No, we um, had a slight crowd behind the Clemson bench, and that was probably parents and just like – it was probably – so we need to get to traveling better. Yeah. It, well, and that's the thing, Tom. This is a – I'm going to say Clemson's a good – I wish we had your record. I promise you. This is a, not a bad basketball no. team, and you're not following me when and, you're and winning. You're, well, you're not even figuring <laughs> – you're not even filling up the stadium when they're at home. Yeah, I that, mean – That's my whole thing. That's I mean, the thing. If, if you're going to play – if this game had been at Clemson, would it have been a sellout? Probably not. Probably not. I'm going to put you, you on know, the spot, but, B-Red. Is yeah. this what cost Brad running his job eventually? Is the fact that they're not I mean, selling out Little John? As a Clemson fan, I just don't know how many more chances he can get. I mean, he, he starts out great, but every year we have that letdown. And but you tell me every who, week. So. <laughs> who's to blame at the end of the day? <laughs> I, I just felt like this was a year that he would break this curse up there. And uh, I still see good things. I mean, you got a kid like Hunter Tyson, and, and you got um, – Tyson, by got, the way. Thousand points. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Brevin Galloway is the one that's really impressing me because this kid I thought was going to be out the rest of the year after that little injury he had. And shoot, he's come out and he's he's wanting to fight. The kid that wears the who's the white kid with the tank top? They all have tank tops on. Well, I mean, <laughs> the, he wears the, the tank top under his jersey. Whereas the rest of them usually just wear their jersey. But Stelagi or something like that. I think about the football player every time I see his name up there because he reminds me of him. Um, but anyway, good. You made it back. Yes, that's good. What's next for for B Rad? Where you heading next to watch your tight? Uh, let's see. Probably <laughs> go to another basketball game, but hopefully we can make the tournament and maybe travel to see him. Coach Brown, got, that's, that's what I wanted you we'll to get. See. Right that's you got you six go. games left: three at home, three on the road. The biggest though is the Virginia game up yeah, there yeah, up in there. Virginia. So, and boy, did they get screwed yeah. this weekend. <laughs> well, and, and, but it all goes back to Clemson fans. Show up for these last three home games. Yes. The guys need it. And if you don't believe it makes a difference, then tune in and watch some of these other games 
and look at the state at the arenas that these other teams are playing in, mm-hmm. and they're, they're to the rafters. They're, they're hanging people anywhere they can get them, and it makes a difference. And even so, at the high school level, I'm, I'll pitch in the high school. Let's go, you know, <laughs> fill up fill up these high school gyms, especially when we're playing at home. Well, Wednesday's going to be uh, huge with Greenwood yep. being down at North Augusta. You got, you you got uh, Clemson going to be at home at uh, Little John. They get to take on Florida State, and that was yep. a tough game down there in Tallahassee earlier. Leonard so that will be huge on Wednesday as well. And Leonard Hamilton's that, that team that you just got to fight. That, every yeah. time you play Florida State with him as a head coach, you got to fight. So that's what you got to look for. And like I said, hey, they're probably in the mix too because well, I think they're, it's getting down. You know, it's nitty gritty ACC time now. Three or four weeks ago, you know, we could have looked at this schedule and we were we were putting check marks by a lot of these games, and all of a sudden those W's have gone to L's. We got to get back to putting W's beside some of these things. We can't let a Florida State or anybody come into Little John and beat you. You got three more at home. Win those three, and then you go on the road for three, try to win two out of three of them, and you, you're you sitting pretty good to have a decent seating in the tournament. You don't want to be down there at the bottom where you're playing the number one seed in the first round. You know, you want to get a bye or at least a seven or eight seed down there somewhere. You don't. But. Yeah. They still play that tournament in Washington, the ACC tournament. I think so. It's, it's in, in Greensboro. Oh, is it Greensboro? Is it Greensboro. Okay. Hey, you speak Greensboro. I thought they went to Washington for some reason. I don't know. But no, anyway, like I said, when I saw all the pictures he put up, I mean, I, he's right, man. This is a pretty area up in North Carolina. Um, I said, man, I got to get in. Just like I said, man, God puts you in places. And then there I'm sitting at sports break watching the girls game, and he's trying to sneak in behind me to get wings. (laughs) (laughs) I'm familiar with the auditorium up there, and they did the same thing. They left everything open where you could walk through the entire campus, be the gym, baseball, football, wherever you wanted to go. And um, it's just an impressive facility, athletic facilities that they have that are up there. But it is a tight – everything is very compact. Yep. It is. And it's by design. That's, you're right. Yeah. It's by design. All right. And here locally, uh, congrats to uh, the Lander men's basketball team. They uh, pulled a, a, a stunner off against Augusta. We talked about that last week earlier on. And then this weekend, they came up just a tad short against North Georgia, 63-62. Jacob Cooper was the one who led uh, scoring. He had 11 points, six rebounds, six assists going along with that. But they get another tough one at home. They got a battle, uh, Georgia College, coming up on the 15th here. I listened to three games on, on my tablet, radio, whatever you want to call it. Graham Simpson, that's a heck of a job you did on that game because I'm going to tell you, here's what I didn't know that I'm learning about Peach Belt now that I didn't know that we're missing out on. Graham Simpson was the SID for Lander at North Georgia because they didn't send one. <laughs> so he acts – and, you yeah. know, sports generation, that's yeah. what we do when we go to all the games. Uh, you got an extra roster? Yeah. You need to start saying no or else charge. But anyway, Graham did a <laughs> great job with the call. I'm serious. His call was great. He You could you could feel it. Like, I mean, he let you be on that court. And and what I like is, you know, I, I still think Tyshawn Crawford is a player of the year in the Peach Belt. Frank Champion, you're right behind him. I don't know how many points Frank Champion had, but he had a big game for them, for North Georgia. And like I said, to go on the road to Dahlonega, Georgia, to North Georgia, which is in Dahlonega, and to play as well as you did. And, and here's the cool thing about Graham. He rode the women's bus down and the men's went back. <laughs> he didn't have to drive. Another sports information director kind of deal. So I thought that was pretty cool. And I, like I said, I learned something listening to that game. I'm like, man. Well, that would have to do with all the sports that were going on this weekend over at Lander. It's, it's, uh, you got the spring sports overlapping with some of the winter sports uh, that are going on right now. And they, they are just, they're running ragged. I think they're, ne- when's their next basketball game, Tom? Have you got it? Um, Wednesday. I, I, think, is I it, had it just a second ago. Wednesday, though, but, I think. Uh, is it Wednesday, Wednesday at Horn against yeah. Georgia College. So it's Georgia College. And okay. then they'll travel yeah. to Georgia Southwestern on the 18th. Is there one other team that's in there that's Flagler, and I don't know exactly where they stand in, in the rankings or anything. We only worried about Aiken, USC Aiken, uh, North Georgia, and, of course, Augusta. And, like I said, we got one of those wins. Yeah. Really close game. And if you see them again in the tournament – 
and the tournament's here or wherever it is, look out for that game stand. Yeah. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. if that game's at, at Final Sworn Arena, that might be a different outcome in that game. They still got Frank Champion. They got to figure. I was a little disappointed because Noah Dunn got in some foul trouble, and then Sherfield went off. He went off in this game for yeah. Lander. He kept him in this game, and it was just like boom, boom, boom. And I don't know if you heard how it ended, but anyway, it ended with free throws. They made two free throws at mm. the end of the game. Well, they got USC Aiken in front of them, North oh, wow. Georgia and Augusta. Okay. Um, but you know, Aiken's 10-4 and four in conference. Lander's 9-5. and five. Young Harris is 9-5. and five. So battle right now for uh, third place. Young Harris is the team that's – Making that run at the right time, yep. like I said, it's it always comes down to them cats, that young Harris team. I guess they're young. I don't know. <laughs> but anyway, like I said, that was a really good call by Graham on that thing. I give you credit where credit's due. He's done a wonderful job with it all year. And over in Erskine, we got a couple of changes that we need to tell you about. The men's basketball or baseball team has uh, changed its game from. Uh, for tomorrow against Limestone, they'll be on the road in Gaffney at Limestone due to the inclement weather that's going to be taking place, they say, here in Due West. So we'll keep an eye on that. That's, uh, you know, unplayable field conditions, um, according to Coach Crocker, uh, announced that uh, as well. So first pitch set for 3 o'clock to go along with that. I haven't seen rain until, what, Thursday? I thought, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but we had, what, two and a half inches of rain in the last two days. Yeah, so the ho- that was supposed to be the home opener for for the Flying Fleet. Now the home opener is going to be Wednesday against Mars Hill. That'll be a 2 o'clock pitch. Yeah, okay. Well, I know Urchin's ready to get out and support because, I mean, that's one thing about that school. They will go to baseball games and volleyball and basketball games. So. And then kind of end it uh, with this, Erskine's college women's tennis head coach, that being Calhoun Parr, is going to be coaching his 500th match as the Flying Fleet career uh, this coming Thursday afternoon. They take on Lander 2 o'clock at Sloan Cox Tennis Courts uh, up there for their home opener of 2023 to go along with that. But uh, 500 matches that you've gone with, he's posting an impressive 338 to 161 as of right now. And uh, way to go. That That's some longevity well, and dedication. about two for every one he loses. Yeah. That's not a bad percentage. Well, yeah, I know, I know she named the name on it was Sloan Cox at Tennis Courts. The Cox part would be Varden Cox, who did the baseball all those years over there. He had a <laughs> ton of baseball wins over there. But uh, you're right. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. And, uh, oh, I, I skipped over USC. I can't forget the, uh, the men's basketball because they okay. end up coming up with a big win. Here's the they deal. They went 64-61 deal, over Stan. Ole Miss on I know you're ready Saturday for afternoon. I'm excited to talk about this. I know you're ready for the women, so I'm going to make this brief. What have we talked about the last three weeks doing this podcast about the game cost? Got to keep Hayden Brown out of foul trouble. Boom, three fouls. Boom. Only had ten points and four rebounds. But he was crucial in this game. But here's the thing. You don't think Lamont Paris is doing a good job? Two games in a row he's benched Gigi Jackson because running his mouth. He's teaching them the player that you're not the coach and you're going to sit beside me and you're going to learn. First game he, he benched him the other night when they played and they lost a really good close game. Now, Gigi came off and scored 23-7, and seven, I think. You know, he didn't have a really good game in this one, but everybody else did. Your man, Josh Gray, stepped up to the plate. Only had three points, but had 14 rebounds. Chico Carter had to play. Michi Johnson had 13-2. and two. And Michi had a big one right at the end of the game, And the too. one that I said you need to watch, Jacoby Wright. Yep. 17-5. and five. Big game. And like I said, it's almost like this team's doing everything. Yeah, Jackson had five coming off the bench. And here's the one I wanted to ask you about. Remember when we were talking about it, we had Cam in. And we were talking about, can you imagine this team, Gigi Jackson and, and Zach Davis from Denmark? Where has Zach Davis been? Where? I mean, he's not he's not starting. I mean, he only had two points and an assist in the game and only had, like, minimal minutes. Is he hurt or has he just gotten on the same side that Gigi's starting to learn about? Coach, you know, don't cross – if you are, you're going to sit beside me, too, because, like I said, Zach Davis was as big as Gigi Jackson yeah, coming out of yeah, school. Yeah. As big. And now, all of a sudden, neither one of them are doing the scoring, but what's happening, Stan? We're playing as a right. team, and we're yeah. actually getting a couple wins up. And all that's going to do is make us better at tournament time. we got to win the tournament. Probably like Tom said, Clemson, I said, you know, but um, – I still hold hope in the Tigers. I, I will say that. I, I I got hope in Coach Ferris. And like I said, I love his press conferences after the game because he's like, man, I can't believe y'all wanted to talk to me after a win at home. Usually it's a loss. <laughs> well, just, that, that's what 
tomorrow night's game's a big game. Of course, any game now is is big. You have, the number of games that you have left to play are, you know, five, six at the most. We need to win the majority of those games to even have a thought of going to anywhere in the postseason. Right now, the only hope we can get is get a few wins in these last few. Hope for a decent NIT bid and – that would be huge first-year coach. Good, I, to me, the NIT would be huge. Uh, Especially to are us. we ready to go to the big dance no. if we went by some miracle and we could beat Alabama and win the SEC and and get a spot? I don't know if the net metrics that they use would even give us a spot in the, in the big dance. Well, I'll tell but, you this. Nate Oates has got a lot on his shoulders at Alabama now because oh, they yeah. have lost three or four in a row. Three something in a row? Like that, something like that. And that's the game that you're going to, correct? Going tomorrow night, yeah. So, do I need to let Beverly know that you are representing Lakeland Sports Guys <laughs> at CLA? <laughs> anyway, I just let her know. So anyway. uh, I want you to have a great trip, man. I want you to go down. and, Like I said, this is a game we can win. Yeah. Because this is going to be another game like a Georgia. Yeah. To where you're going to play it down. It's going to be defense. And that's uh, that's a game you can Slow win. Slow the it's game down and play our game. Just like you just played, yeah. Coach. Yeah. And I think we can win it. Going to be fun. So, get out to support your teams. We've got a lot of local Lakeland teams that are going to be in action Wednesday and Thursday night for the men and the women in high school basketball. So, get out there, support those guys. You're taking and gals. me to the nest. We we're go going. To, we're going to win. We'll All try. Right. We'll try. I'm wearing that G now. Well, <laughs> we, tr- we, try and we, we need that one person to come in <laughs> and buy a 30 second ad. Uh, oh, Tom yeah. did say he would sell it to him for $69 million. $69 so, million, yeah. Yeah, we, we'll yeah when I saw that break. about the per half. T- <laughs> no wonder P. Rabbles want so much for the squares. <laughs> I, I, I didn't even see. Did we win anything? I don't know. B. Who won B. Red? B. Red won. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we just appreciate being invited, man. There come on go. out and support Howard's on Main in Uptown Greenwood. Uh, happy hour begins here at 4 o'clock. Make sure to come on by. Join us for lunch as well. We'll be back Thursday, same time, same location. He's Chris Cox. I'm Tom Carroll. That's Dan Spivey. We are the Lakeland Sports Guys.